The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Full disclosure. Um, we, we did release a podcast last week. Oh, we did? Oh, yeah. How no, did I, I do? I, I had one. You did. You were great. Thank you. You were great. Great. Um, it is <laughs> a very magical day for the United States. It is March 17th. As we record, you guys oh, know we record yeah, early. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, this is the time of year where we reflect on all the domestic violence and alcoholism <laughs> as Irishmen. And I couldn't be prouder. I just I, couldn't. I know. I, I'm wistful. <laughs> wistful. <laughs> it's St. Paddy's Day, I got guys. My, I got my Celtics jersey on. I'm feeling really good. The 17th is probably my favorite day to stay home. Oh, it's amateur hour. Man. I mean, I'm, home, I'm out boy. later than I would like. <laughs> and it's five. Um, <laughs> full disclosure... I stopped by the deli for some lunch earlier, and within 30 seconds, I had an Irish car bomb placed in front of me. Ah, gross. And I just downed it. I mean, they're, look, as far as shitty, like, holiday drinks, and there's a drink for every holiday, right? Irish car bomb, it doesn't taste bad. We've got to, we've got to be honest with ourselves. It doesn't taste bad. But it's not okay. It's tacky. It's so tacky. <laughs> I would say gauche. Yeah. Very gauche. It's a tacky drink. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not my uh, but for all you fellow Irishmen, I hope you survive the weekend. Uh, we're bad people that do bad things and make bad decisions. And you're going to hear this on Tuesday, the, I don't know, <laughs> as you're, the 21st. As you're... As you somebody just posted your fucking bail, yeah, uh, you will be hearing this on your way home. Absolutely, trying to explain to your wife what yeah. happened. Trying to sort out that DV charge. Yeah, <laughs> I love the Irish. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel. We are flying, you know, just flying high about a. Above Cloud City, looking down on everybody. We just saw Nick. We did. Nick Fontaine. Nick Fontaine down his, his, doing his little... His familiar gait. I saw him from, what, 200 yards away. Oh, easy. Spot him, got him, dude. That's Nick Fontaine. I know what I said. My first thing when I saw him, didn't know it was Nick. I was like, narc. Yeah. I was like, nobody dresses like that yet, narc. I just ready to go bust some high school kids smoking wacky tobacco. Yeah. Uh, but Nick was there. Good kid. Smart and we, kid. Very, very smart kid. Uh, we all looked down on everybody. We looked down on our sponsor, just figuratively. Sure. Not, well, and literally. They are wagon wheel liquor, the wagoniest of wheels. They have everything that we drink on the program. They do a great job over there. You can go see Mark 
right now who is not with his family because he's working. And this is the problem. Yeah. That's what starts it. Next thing you know, you're in a Celtics jersey screaming about Larry Bird at 3 a.m. in front of an apartment building. You don't know why. Yeah. But it happens. We're Irish. So, sitting across from me, one of my favorite people on the planet, this is Hiv Tyler. This is the Bobby Duke. Hey, buddy. This is my beautiful, gorgeous nightmare. Oh. Yeah, he's a great guy. You should meet him. You should say hi. He won't talk to you unless you're a hot chick, but whatever. That is not He usually brushes off all the also-rans. It's not true. I'm a very friendly person. I'm a very fucking friendly person. I'm cordial. You are cordial. This is... Bob of the Van Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Uh, sitting across from me, you guys know him, and you may or may not like him. I don't know. It's I'm going to go ladder. It's hard to say. The ladder, sir. Yeah. Antonio Branderas, the general manager of the Bagel Kingdom, I guess I could say at this point. <laughs> You're the Bagel G. What does that sound so dirty? <laughs> it does right? sound a little bit, a little filthy. Yeah. Um, we also call him Tony Montanus. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yep. He's yep, my yep, brethren, yep, yep. my brother. <laughs> brethren. Sorry, Antonio Branderas of the Rhone Branderas. Oh, thank you, brother. Yeah. Well, the wine will yeah, explain about, the I, Rhone. Yeah, we'll I appreciate about, you. I know. That's I love I, you for this. I, I have an eye. And we have a special guest. We have a guest. Guys. Yeah. Um, Aaron, do you want to introduce our special guest? Yes. Um, Mr. Uh, George went from <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> You haven't seen him in a while. I've been avoiding that whole. Like, he looks are, great. Are you are you related to George Wayne? For an eighty, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. For an eighty year old washed up actor, you look awesome. Um, no, you guys. Hopefully, you know of him. If you don't, you will after this uh, little uh, soiree. 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 Did I say soir? Yeah. Soir. Whatever you said was wrong. That was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a French word too. So. Shame on me. Shame on you. That being said, this is Harrison Went. He is running for city council. If you don't know, we had, or hopefully you all know, we had Mr. Dave Woodruff, who is a fan favorite of everybody in this room. I he think absolutely so. is. Okay. I got two people on my ticket. I got my giant, over-processed, way-too-much-paper um, ballot in the mail, Yeah, and it was just one vote. It's one vote. That's all we need to talk about. Yep. One vote, brother. That's what we're discussing today. You get to vote for two, and we have our two. Yep. Right? It's Harrison and Woody. So Those there, are the two. Harrison, there are five candidates running for two spots. Am I correct? You're correct. Okay. There's five candidates for two spots. Okay, so if you don't win, you're a 60% loser. Do you have anything negative to say about the <laughs> That's other That's math. Three? <laughs> Do I have anything negative to say? Would you like to sling some mud? Maybe yeah. no. uh, <laughs> off microphone. Oh, Hell yeah, yeah. dude. We'll, we'll take it. Oh, we'll take that saucy little shit. Um, Harrison's a great guy. We had him Friend on. Friend of the podcast. We've had him yeah, on. Before. We've yeah. had him on back in, when we were in the dungeon, in the basement, in the bunkie. In the bunkie. We had Harrison in during his first run. For, this is not run, and it was during like the like midst of the pandemic, and so I did it through my phone, my cell phone. Yeah, and we were. <laughs> it was it was hanky janky, man. It was, it was dicey. very dicey, man. We we didn't know. We thought we were all 
going to explode into a ball of flame. We had no idea what was going on. So he's back in person, less frightened to get sick. Although if you've smelled what's going on in Cloud City, you might already have tetanus. I don't know. But it could happen. Yeah, it smelled a lot like dude in here when we walked in. There was a a certain muskiness when we walked in. I said it smelled like a frat guy's fridge. Yeah. In a weird way. Like it's preserved, but not good. How do we bottle that? It's called, want to. It's, it's called Drakkar Noir. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be the closest smell that I can think of. But uh, Harrison is running for city council. It's his second time doing this. And as I'm sure we'll get into it with you, but I'm sure as your second time in the process, you've done it before, a little bit easier. You know what's in front of you. Um, why don't you tell everybody who you are? How did you get to Durango? what your whole spiel is. Uh, and then we'll get into policy and all that stuff. But who are you, Harrison? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I can answer that question. Good. Uh, I'm Harrison Went. I'm running for Durango City Council. Um, I ran two years ago on a platform that was um, very progressive and very direct. Mm-hmm. And uh, while those values are still what I live by and who I am, um, you know, there's a lot more that goes into what municipal government looks like. Um, and uh, a lot of it's driven by policy and the ability to um, collaborate with other governmental agencies and organizations around you. And uh, I knew that in the last two years since I ran, I really had to open up who I was and who I was talking to and, and how I was going to um, work with these other people. Um, I moved to Durango uh, almost seven years ago to attend college at Fort Lewis College. Um, there's two colleges in the United States that offer free tuition for Native American students. Uh, my family is from the White Earth Nation in northern Minnesota. Um, and so the other the other college was in Morris, Minnesota, which is a town of like 500 people. And it no. sounds like cow shit. No. And I absolutely did not want to move there. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> That's why we thought you coming to the studio today with the smells would kind of bring you back. Yes. Yeah. It's very nostalgic. Yes. <laughs> Some sense memory. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. It's the best kind of therapy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I, uh... I ultimately chose uh, Durango because of how beautiful it was. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, through through my years here, I, I realized I had such a passion for for local government governing and politics and and wanting to see the change that we you know we all talk about, but we just haven't seen politicians who have the political will or courage to get things done. Um, and uh, it took a lot of decision making to decide whether I wanted to run again because mm. last time, I mean, running for office isn't easy. And um, sounds sure. uh, honestly, it sounds horrible <laughs> as a process. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. an important thing, but God, all the kind of you know, shake the babies, you know, kiss the people <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, you know, right. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, there, there's a lot of that goes into it, and meanwhile, you also have to earn a living and be a person. Absolutely. And it's not just you wake up at 8 a.m. and I'm going to run for city council all day. It's no. like right. No. So uh, it's good on you for coming back into the fray. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And again, it was it was such a tough choice to decide whether this was the path I wanted to go on because 
I mean, and I'm sure Dave Woodruff, Woodruff would tell you this too. You know, we're not getting into this for the money. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> city councilors make a whopping ten thousand four hundred dollars. I was going to say, if uh, you are, then we should talk off mic. Yes, absolutely. It's not lucrative. No, it's no. not at all. No. Um, and so it really is. It, it boils down to having a passion for your community and a passion for serving the people of Durango. And yeah. That is exactly why I joined. And, you know, I have I have a plan that I feel is attainable. I feel that it's um, that w- we can work with it and I'm ready to execute it. Nice. And what was your you graduated? You know, I did not graduate college. That's fine. Um, I didn't either. OK. <laughs> and so I'm totally overrated. open with telling yeah. people there that. are no degrees so in this office. No. <laughs> no, there's not one. Not one degree. <laughs> if you want to bring Blake in. I don't think he graduated. I don't know if he graduated Dude, from UNC. Underachieving. Yes. Yeah. That's all don't, that's under, about. don't underestimate underachieving. Look yes. at us. Look at, look us, at now. us. Look, look at, at us, us now. Um, Who would have thought? Yeah, right. Uh, no. Honestly, I wish my I would have went into a vocational program as a young man or something because, you Absolutely. know. I definitely should have taken welding. Dude, <laughs> welders clock. Are you they kidding? Make so much they Jesus make so much Christ. money. It's absurd. I have this this family friend in Minnesota who he went to um, vocational school for like HVAC. And, oh, know, dude, he's, HVAC he's, guys are like billionaires. I mean, he's dude. taking home 400K a year. And oh, like, it's what? It's <laughs> banana because nobody wants to do it. And if you live in a place that's either super cold or super hot, you're working all year long. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's a great industry to get into. That being said, more people are concerned about TikTok than they are about engineering. Absolutely. So, <laughs> how are you going to change that, Harry? No. Um, I looked at your kind of, you know, you do the one, every every person that's campaigning does a little brief, sends to your home either a door hanger or, in the case of Lauren Boebert, a 24 by 36 poster <laughs> of the things she wishes she can do. So... Your, I saw your pamphlet. Yes. I don't know what else to call it. Um, that being said, very nice. High gloss. Thank you. For a color. Yes. Not cheap. Not cheap at not all. Not cheap at all. <laughs> so I saw that and I looked on the back and it kind of had a rundown bullet point of mm-hmm. all your policies. And Bobby was, we were sitting over at the deli as we are wont to do before the podcast to try we to do. get our heads right and figure out what we're going to do. And he was like, yes, well. that's the reason. That's. Definitely the reason, <clears throat> especially on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, that being said, it, it it would appear by virtue of uh, your comp- campaign issues you're running on now versus before. I teased Bobby and I was like, well, Harrison was like a loose cannon before. Absolutely. Um, and which, trust me, I, I can appreciate. Oh, we I, loved it. I know how challenging it could be for somebody running for office that just yeah. says, Whatever the fuck they want to say. And even though we want that intrinsically as a person, feels like when it comes to the political sector, we want somebody that's a little bit more measured and whatnot. Absolutely. You saying that you've kind of realized where you're at is interesting. I want to talk about that. But the first issues that I saw for you were obviously LGBTQ issues, right? That was like the second one. Um, Affordable housing. Right. Yeah. And transportation. Yes. Right. Was huge for you. Um, these are all kind of pretty. I don't want to say boilerplate, but these are pretty standard. Like 
Everybody in Durango knows about these. Obviously, you're more connected with the LGBTQ community than most, obviously. But um, that being said, because we were talking about we're in Colorado, and I was saying, no, I think Harrison wants to continue to make sure things are as they seem here by virtue of the gay community rather than it turning into Tennessee or turning into another place. So Absolutely. can you can you speak to that issue and the other ones that I might have brought up? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I think I think ultimately, you know, in terms of like inclusivity and, and being um, um, inclusive of our LGBTQ community, it's it's really just, you know, keeping keeping on the path that we're going rather than falling backwards. Exactly. Um, which is happening. Which is happening all over the country. Sweet Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we see the drag show bands in Tennessee. Yeah. And um, if people don't know, and I know both of you know, we have such a beautiful and vibrant drag scene here in Durango. Shit. And that's that's one of the things that um, I think that, you know, we have the ability to protect. Can I write off all the money I give? You know what? I'll is talk, it like a I'll talk to Aria. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, that bitch will take all my money. Yeah. Oh, no, about? she will. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> can we look at it like a donation or what's happening? No. <laughs> uh, and so really it's not, you know, there's not much that can be done on a policy level in terms of, um, you know, protection uh, on a policy level from a n- municipality. But there can right. be advocacy and education. And I think that's one of the things that I'm. Um, you know, qualified to bring to the table here. At yeah. This point. Well, we don't yeah. want to turn into a Tennessee or other states that seem to be overwhelmingly putting, trying to put laws on, on the books right. for no reason uh, for this, right? Yes. Culture war, scare tactic, bullshit. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, talk about like affordable, like Woodruff was in here and he was talking a lot about There were some like good definitive plans and things that were happening fairly soon by virtue of affordable housing. Uh, Do you have anything to add to that or what are your, where are you with that as far as things stand now? So when it comes to affordable housing, you know, we've come to a point in, in Durango where we're at a crossroads. We have to choose, do we want to put city funding towards housing initiatives or do we not want to? Um, I would say most city residents are feeling the need to put money towards this initiative because we recognize the importance of, you know, our workforce being able to live here and thrive here. Uh, And that's one of the first things we have to discuss when the new council is elected is where do we find this sustainable revenue for housing initiatives? Um, And... uh, you know, right now they're looking at taking 4.2 million from the uh, opportunity fund that we have in Durango. So that's just you know excess funding that we have, and we can put it towards whatever. What does that mean, opportunity fund? It sounds very amorphous <laughs> and kind of rife with the potential of that money doing weird stuff. <laughs> it does sound really weird, but it's because <laughs> I love a good opportunity. Oh, I do too. I'm just saying. Uh, it's it's this <laughs> money that has just essentially like been rolled over and not spent and it mm. just accumulates and we have it um you know there's not a lot of money but you know every year we spend so much of it on opportunities that arise so sure. so for example you know when we bought the 
budgeting or yeah yeah that was that was uh, money that came from the opportunity fund awesome um, and so right now you know we're looking at I think the city needs to show the residents that if we have money this is what we can do mm-hmm. um, trust is everything when it comes to voters oh god I mean, yes <laughs> the minute the minute right. you do something to make them not trust you you're screwed um, and so if if we're going to be going to the voters of Durango within the next couple of years asking for them to either reauthorize a sales tax from 2005 in terms of putting that towards housing or create a new dedicated sales tax. We have to be able to show, you know, substantial evidence of what the money from the Opportunity Fund has done. So, for example, we're, we're looking at La Posta Road, um, which is a whole new expansion that we're that we're wanting to create uh, on the south side of Durango. Uh, and when we look at our space in Durango, there really is one, only one area to to continue yeah. to build. And we're pretty built out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, La Posta Road is a wonderful opportunity. So you know, using some of that money to start creating inventory and density in our in our housing situation will be crucial for vo- or uh, for you know gaining trust of voters, especially with um, taxpayer money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's interesting because a lot of the people that live in this community, I know Woodruff talked about it, um, hospitality being 30% of the entire like revenue, right, Absolutely. of it. Um, along with hospitality, which is like more hourly, um, mm-hmm. we don't see any more skill, like professional skill position players coming in. Like there's no like master carpenters or master plumbers coming in. And it seems like it's because of the labor force. And this has been a big issue well before you decided to run, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That affordable housing piece is integral to ensure that when people – because people move here, obviously, there's – it's beautiful, right? Right. Um, People move here for that reason, lifestyle reasons. But as far as boots on the ground – people that make businesses go we nobody's getting off the tr- the bus at the transit center anymore to come work no. that stopped a few years ago several years ago um that part of that affordable housing piece is a huge reason why uh, you, you'd come here you'd have three roommates you get to go screw around on the mountain you were a bartender for a few hours you can make that work you can't make it work anymore no. so um that's a Obviously, just like a, it feels like a keystoning piece to any sort of campaign. Right? Well, and that's that's a question that I get at, that you, all the candidates have been asked consistently is, you know, how are you going to um, continue to create uh, uh, an economy that is vibrant um, in Durango? And of course, that's a, an important question, but. I feel like we have to deal with the the underlying issues first before we even like talk about continuing to bring, you know, bring more business in here. How right. do we how do we grow? Okay. We, we can't grow where we're at right now. No. We don't have it. Right. And so we we have to be very pointed when we say we, we need housing and we need affordability, um, and those things need to come before we even start talking about how we continue to grow as right. a city. Right. Um, Growth is going to happen. It's inevitable. Uh, but we, w- w- again, we have to figure out how we can do it appropriately. Sure. Um, and 
you know, I think that I think that this workforce issue is is a huge issue. I mean, employee employers all over the city are dealing with um, the lack of of employees and and getting people to stay and work for them. Uh, the city of Durango has fifty seven open positions right now, so you know we're struggling too. The city, the literal, city. <laughs> the actual government. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I think what would be really interesting is also looking at, you know, from a policy standpoint city councilors would have the ability to go and look at what we're paying every position uh, on a city level and say, you know, are we incentivizing people to even apply for these jobs? Mm. You know, when you when you have, you know, we have a game time program, which is like for after school kids yep. care. My kid went there. Yes, yes. And right now it's advertised as thirteen fifty an hour, but you can make fourteen fifty an hour. With a and bachelor's. With a bachelor's. <laughs> yep. Oh, I was kidding. Uh, no, you were right. I was kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's below living wage. Absolutely. Let's just Well, and say a study out, a study was done by uh Durango Nine R School Board and they were they tried to figure out what the living wage right now is in Durango and it's it's nineteen something an hour. Sounds about right. Um yep. and I mean even even if someone says 19 to me, I'm like, I mean, Yikes. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Well, to you can scrape yeah. if you're crafty and you really want to work. I mean, Bernie, Bernie, going back to Bernie Sanders, Love um, he's probably the, he's literally the only thing closest to a human being um, in politics. Let's be honest. Um, wants to get everybody. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, come on. It's like everybody else is like, well, but can we, um, he wants to get every public teacher up to sixty grand a year, which I was like, that's not a huge amount of money. No, that's yeah. so I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through six years of school, right? Because I mm-hmm. do my bachelor's in yep. accreditation, and I'm going to come out making thirty five, forty grand a year, which a, t- a first year teller yep. at any bank dot yep. dot dot is making hundred percent, and they're responsible for teaching this little shit. No, I'm kidding. I love my little shit. Oh, they uh, are though. They're well. They're it, awful. It goes back to what we were talking about about vo- <laughs> they are uh, children are awful. They're awful. Um, <laughs> not high recommendation here on the whiskey reel. For yeah, children. we don't like your, we don't uh, like your kids. No, they get in the way of your whiskey. Thank you. Uh, well, if Republicans come after birth control, they just come to well, the no, whiskey reel. No, they're yeah. great. <laughs> That'll stop you. No, they're, stop they're great. They want to you know punish you for having the kid and then punish you after you've had the kid and then want to throw you in jail for not being able to feed the kid that they've made you have. So logical. It's, it's dude, but they got that game on lock though. Oh, they do. They're like, what can we do to really, mm-hmm. really fuck shit up? We can put you in jail for getting an abortion, <laughs> not support you. Harrison is running for a nonpartisan position. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Let's dude, talk I'm local. talking about the people in charge right now. I know. The the people that are leading Congress right now. Anyway, but that has nothing to do with municipal government. It Let does me, not. Shall I backtrack? Let's do. Okay, thanks. Um, sorry, I get real fired up about dumb So, people. I was thinking about you were talking about the affordable housing issue. Is that something that um, is there a vision there that this would be like means tested housing in, in the sense that you, this is income based, this is situational based? Um, quali- you have to qualify for this type of housing. Well, because I think 
that's most people's red flag. Or is this just improving flag. inventory and hoping the prices come down? Well, the red flag is people, when they hear about affordable housing, the first thing people think about is, oh, Section 8, or there's going to be all these quote-unquote people living around me now. And I, I don't, I want to make sure that we're talking apples to apples, right? Right. Well, so I think, Housing is complex, and when you really yeah. start to delve into it, you're going to start to hear. Well, I've already started to hear terms that I like didn't even understand, but I'm starting to understand them now. Like what? Uh, Teach us. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll okay. Get there. <laughs> Damn it, Harris. We, when we're talking about housing, we have to focus on every branch of housing. I mean, there just isn't really a choice around that. Uh, yeah. And every every income level too you know whether it's luxury housing we we still have to focus on that because there's sure. still a need for luxury housing uh whether we're talking about that missing middle housing so that workforce housing um or that affordable housing or even start talking about transitional housing so you know taking people who are living on the streets and and you know giving them almost a leg up to start to become you know active members of our society um and I, I think the problem with our current housing situation is that there's a lot of people who are very focused on one section of our housing crisis mm. and not focused on the entirety of the thing, which is that we're missing housing in every bracket. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And that affects that affects inventory and that affects the market. Right. And the minute that we have inventory, you know, the market becomes competitive. And uh, when the market becomes competitive, prices come down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just you know it's basic capitalist one hundred and one is is you know creating creating this competition this, this yeah. competition. Uh, and one of the you know we have to be careful not to walk into city council and just start focusing on this one section of housing. Sure. Um, they're all that makes important. sense. Uh, I will say. You know, you, you listen to a lot of city council meetings and you listen to organizations who are doing housing work and you hear one talked about more than the rest. And it's that that 80 to 125 percent area median income. OK, so, for example, the area median income right now in La Plata County is fifty five thousand dollars at 80 percent. So it's fifty five thousand up to one hundred and twenty percent. You know, there's. There's a whole other missing section that's not being thought of under that 80%. Uh, people who are working in the service industry, yep. myself. Um, yeah. You know, people who are, are, you know, living in Durango, able to survive, but, you know, living on $30,000 a year like I did last year. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of my friends and even people, my friends who are working up at the college, uh, you know, the an average salary up there right now is $50,000 uh, for, right. for faculty. So it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. And so, you know, there, there has to be, you know, we have such a, so I'm looking at where our focus is lying right now in the city. And we're, we're really focusing on that 80% to 120%, which isn't not important. Um, but we really need to start looking at that 80 and below and not just home ownership, but rental. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably 10 to 12 years away from even considering home ownership. Um, and it's not necessarily fault of my own, but just fault of a, of a system and a society yeah. that has kind of set young people up to, to not be able to advance. Boomers. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> it was Bobby and mine's parents that destroyed everything. 100%. I mean, that's... Yeah. Listen. I tell my dad all the time. Reaganites. Like, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> it always goes back to the same source. Um, but it, it, at least you're trying to analyze and look at the... Break apart those categories and try to look at them differently because you're right a lot of us even myself i'm guilty of it talk about livable housing for i don't want to call it it's like not young professional money but it's sort of young professional money well we Um, have a we have an interesting situation in durango and i if if i say something that's not accurate i mean but it seems like we are i mean obviously we're we're heavily dependent on hospitality workers we have a ton of gig workers or 1099 workers Um, just independent contractors that work in the area, myself being one of them. I mean, there's a ton of us, you know what I mean? And I feel like these are segments of our population from a housing standpoint are pretty underserved. Absolutely. If not ignored, because there's no avenues towards affordable housing for those people whatsoever. Right. You know, if, if you quit your job, you probably have a better chance of finding housing you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can get healthcare if I just go there and tell them I'm unemployed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah. that's, <laughs> yes. that's, but if I tell them, oh, I'm a gig worker and I work on tenant, and then they're like, wow, you're fucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good yes. luck. Like, yes. But if I'm like, no, I'm unemployed and I'm just not going to file taxes, I probably yeah. have a good chance to get healthcare, maybe some housing. Right. Give me an EBT card. There, like, there's a hole. There's a donut hole. <laughs> Did you, know you what just I'm... say get me an EBT? <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Oh my god, that, I mean... be, that better be the fucking the <laughs> title of the episode. Get me an EBT. Just get me an EBT card. <laughs> I don't think it will. Be. <laughs> and obviously, I'm being a little facetious. I but... know you're not wrong, but yeah. there's a donut hole um, for some of our population that just. Like I, I think the word underserved works pretty well because yeah. we're just not seen as far as the economy goes. No. I don't own a company. Oh, I, I mean, I own a company. It's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. No, no one gives a shit. <laughs> no. But you're right. That that you're not a property owner. No. Right? Mm-hmm. You have a small business in town. Yeah. You make enough money for you. You're sure. your only employee. You're sure. your only staff. It's a very kind of out-of-the-box job situation that but you're there's in. a lot of us but there's so many especially oh, post-pandemic yeah. i mean there are a lot of people that you know work three days out two days in four days out sure. one day in yeah. you know it there's a lot of that hybrid thing going on right now um which i think is going to be an inevitability yeah. obviously yeah. um my dad said don't go into computers and um he was wrong um, he really was. Yeah, he really God, was. He was Where the money was. Uh, <laughs> by the way, my dad said the same thing. He's like, here's a skill saw. <laughs> this will go good. Um, my dad was all about natural gas. And I was like, I think I'm going to learn computers. You know what? <laughs> Dippin' dots. Yeah. Hey, I think I'm go. <laughs> Dippin' dots. Wave of the future. Wave of the future. Wave of the future, right. future brother. <laughs> Dry ice cream. Wave of the future. Um, Another thing quick, because I know the the housing piece is obviously on the forefront of a lot of ours. As small business owners, as that, it feels like all roads lead to housing. housing. Absolutely. Let's talk about something else that isn't discussed very much, which is um, 
the incredibly uh, multiplying like rabbits fucking potholes. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> let's talk about like transportation in this town. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know the trolley's cute. Everybody loves the trolley. Mm-hmm. I almost saw it run a Tesla off the road, which was oddly ironically satisfying. Um, uh, today, <laughs> uh, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm team. Uh, I'm team trolley. You're team trolley. <laughs> um, when you say, because I saw this as part of one of your kind of campaign issues you're focused mm-hmm. on. What do you What do you mean by addressing transportation? What regard? So, uh, because everything in this town leads to housing again, you know, I, I have to lead transportation to the housing issue. You know, if we're expanding, if we're expanding Durango and annexing new parts, we have to have a sustainable transportation system. Housing and transportation are one in one. Yeah. And uh, if you see it, you see it in every growing city, you know, they, they grow and then they go crap. Yeah. We don't have, we a can't solid get anybody anywhere. System. Right. Um, and so we have the opportunity here to think ahead. Uh, but the problem is, is that we have a $600,000 a year shortfall on our transportation system here in Durango. Hmm. And wow. we're, we're running the risk of just literally the entire transportation fleet driving off a cliff in two years if we don't find the funding. He almost hit a Tesla today. Yeah. So, I mean, he's right there. <laughs> and, and I... You know, I, I sat through the city council retreat, which happened in February. Uh, That's was, a thing. Yeah, it was. It was like two days. The oh my god! Out. Was it like Bilderberger Group? Was there a giant owl, and you guys all like howled <laughs> and ran around naked? That would be sick. It literally happened in the library meeting. Oh, room. never mind. No, Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> you better come with better stories. I will. But it was. Uh, it was two days, uh, four hours each day, and you know they, they talked about budgeting priorities, and and unfortunately for me, it, it was hard to see because transportation took um, l- almost last place uh, in hmm. budgeting priorities. Wow! And uh, you know, can I can I ask before you go on? Yeah. And I only want because I'll forget yeah. if I don't ask right now. What took priority? Housing. Yeah. Streets, bridges, roads, okay. and city facilities. By Which, city facilities, what do you mean? Um, police station, right? City hall, and I will get into that later if you want me to. Okay, because okay. my I'm already getting angry. Okay, but anyway, okay. okay. <laughs> let's talk about transportation. Okay, um, and so you know, and then and then so it was transportation and parks and rec that actually took the final two spots, mm. um, and. Looking at the Parks and Rec budget, while we all appreciate in Durango, we appreciate Parks and Rec, we appreciate yeah. our open space, um, you know, there's there's something that we really have to look at here. In the last 22 years, we've put $160 million into Parks and Rec, open what? space, and trails. I want you to take a wild guess how much we've put towards housing in the last 22 years. Okay. If 100, hold on. 160 million over 20, which let's be honest, 160 million in the terms of a government is water in a bucket. I don't want to make it seem like this is some crazy number that being, but for a town of 19,000 people or, you know, Mm -hmm. what do you think, Bobby? I'll set the over under at like 15. Ooh. Okay. 15. I'll take the over just because of odds. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to say half. Under $5 million. Oh! Way um, to go! Government. So, yeah. So, you know, the, this is a huge opportunity for us to look at this and go, 
Where are our priorities? That's bananas. Hold on a second. <laughs> it is absolutely bananas. That's fucking bananas. And and I, wow. you know, you know, we have we have a beautiful system, and if 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 we had to spend that much money on it to get to where we're at, that's then, great. Then all praise is yeah. due. But we have this opportunity now going forward to mm. say we have what we need. Do we still need to continue to fund it as much as we have? And can we start to redirect some of that funding? Just kind of towards, realign your priorities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Towards things that are, are crucial to our city right now, like transportation and like right. housing. But, you're, um, but in layman's terms, you can maintain what you've built with a lot less money yeah. and put that money elsewhere. Correct? Absolutely. It's not like you're... You're talking about well, we'll pull money from here, from there, and then the forest light on fire, and we're all die. No, no. Like that's what we're I mean. Because people, the rec center. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> great footprint for a hotel and casino. Um, <laughs> that's just me. Um, but no, that I think it's important when anyone talks about doing stuff and and, and reallocating money from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. It's important to be like, well, that isn't gonna go away as what you know right it's gonna be we can maintain it without shoving tons of fluff money or just you know bloated money at it and move it somewhere else right so when you talk about transportation what do you see what is your when you in your mind's eye what do you see like because when you talk about annexing different parts of the community i mean we're obviously we have to talk about hermosa and hesperus and bayfield right. and all these people right. that are still part of our community the outliers are, right the outliers that are commuting in every single day right is that what we're talking about when it in regards to transportation is that a piece of that puzzle yeah so right now in a dream world the transportation department is looking for i think it's a little under like four million dollars to expand to a point where it's like like we can do almost everything that we need to do um really with that little bit of funding yes uh because there's so many there's so many grants involved in transportation sure national grants yeah, and state yeah, yeah. grants that really a lot of those will cover what we need sure um but it's 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 that just that extra missing part that like mm. the city would have to step up and find gotcha. it for okay um but you know we would need we would need another $600,000 a year to just maintain what we currently have. Right. Um, and so, you know, a lot of the shortfall, right. A lot of the talk is just finding that 600,000, which is, you know, it's fine Fine. if if we have to just maintain with what we have. I mean, governing is compromise. Um, and apparently (laughs) we have to get to that point, but I'd argue that we really need to look, I mean, none of our stops are ADA accessible. Um, really none, none. None. Is that, Legal? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get grandfathered in because cowboys shot holes through a bar or something? Like, what is... Seems like a weird... It is. Well, and, and, you know, another part of it, too, is, you know, we have... We live in such a beautiful space with incredible outdoor recreation and... And we have to look at the impacts of, you know, of natural gas and what it's doing to to our environment Mm -hmm. and, and whether whether we have the opportunity here to change our entire transportation fleet to electric. Um, and so, I, I mean, I would be in favor of, you know, finding funding to change Hell our yes. uh, electric fleet to electric. I don't think that would be met. I don't think that would be met with, I mean, a ton of blowback. I mean, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's understand the city and the County voting wise are two different 
human beings. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're going to vote for it in town, and then you have the other 20-plus thousand people voting outside of town. So do they want to pay extra or different for something like that? And and speaking with the the transportation department, you know, they said that particularly in the moving the fleet to electric, it wouldn't wouldn't really be a cost from the city because there's – I mean, Fun, grant there's so funding, many right? grants out there for for there electric, you electric, you know, vehicles, and and you know, the Biden administration just um, signed, you know, like one of the best, one of the best environmental bills in in in, in our history. Um, Don't and, get me started on that and, old man. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, it, that was you know that that created lots of opportunity for funding. For, yeah, for yeah. for these things, hundred percent for small municipalities. Go get that money, yeah. dude. Yeah, so. So but what you're really, saying is you're going to go get the money to do this. <laughs> is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> is, I want to hear it yeah. recorded. What, um, <laughs> I will ask I, the city manager. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, Harrison Went, do, do hereby. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no, that's, I mean, if we can, obviously, like, like you said, you can only build to the south, right? Yeah. yeah. We're built out. We're done. By virtue of in-town building, unless you want to go up, we're done. There's no more land to be built on. So you have to go south. And that's that makes sense, right? But you have to also service all those new – because I know they have like bus routes to Three Springs. They have a lot of stuff. And, I mean, ideally, if you're really that concerned about people getting to where they needed to go with these outlying areas, you would just have like a 15-minute trolley for – 50 cents a ride type of thing where you just have this loop of people getting to and from work sources. Cause ideally that's what it is, right? People aren't trawling into town to go to the mall. Have you seen that fucking thing? Um, they're trying to get to work and they're trying to get home. Right. Yeah. And I would say even just as a side note, just for you, yeah. little inside scoopage, have those trolleys run past nine o'clock when service industry people are still working? Absolutely. That have it run till one, two a.m. And I know that's just for the service people. At nine p.m., the trolley stops. Mm-hmm. I know I can name you five people off the top of my head that don't have a car mm-hmm. that have to walk home or get a ride home because service industry people get off at two, one. 12 I, would that be part of what you're talking about yes. is like extending those routes out for the people that make the blood pump yeah so it's it's it it would be an extension of our current services which and is yeah great and i think i think that includes you know more more time uh more frequency and uh also more stops and and where where we're going right um you know, I, this is funny. I've gotten two messages on my website after 1 a.m. where it says, can you please address the transportation crisis? Talk to me, I'm dude. I'm drunk and I can't get home. Well, and I'm like, not so much drunk. <laughs> but just, I mean, dude, there's a lot there's of other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of my favorite people I've ever worked with can't get home every night and has to rely on that because she gets out at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. I mean... It just seems for a, a, a town that's so dependent upon hospitality, you wouldn't massage things to work for hospitality. That's all. Right. 
Right. That's it. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> well, but I mean, we're talking again. We're talking about a population that's just unseen and underserved, and and going back to what you said, you yes. know, yeah, like the hospitality workers are just there. As long as your sandwich is on time, then you give a shit. Right? Then nobody cares, right? But you know, as soon as problems pop up, you know, then you're going to bitch and you're yeah. going to piss and moan about all of it. Yeah, it's really frustrating. But which is kind of you know, going off of that is one of, one of the largest reasons I really decided to run again was was that like representation representation piece of politics. You know, we don't have representation of you know that that working class citizen on our current city council you know there's people and i you know i really i love every city councilor that we have right now i think that they're wonderful people um but we're they're they're not necessarily people who are coming from the current struggle of people like me in Durango. and and you know i am that missing part i'm that underserved part you are Uh, you are too there's there's so many people i know who are that that underserved and missing part in Durango. And they deserve representation, um, and that was really one of the reasons I, I decided to run. And and I have, you know, in my opinion, I feel like I have, you know, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to, to city governance and and also, you know, Durango governing. You know what our budget looks like. You know, I felt like I was in the right position at the right time to get into this, mm. to get into this again. Hell yeah. 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 That's uh, in, again, you know, we the one thing anytime I've talked to somebody about local government, it's always been about young blood, mm-hmm. new blood. And that, you know, I, I come from the era of, you know, respect to uh, elders and appreciate. And I know that's becoming almost like a lost thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's like you're old. What do you know? Everything. Um, <laughs> that's the benefit of getting old uh you you lose a lot of other stuff but you know shit um but that being said the willingness it's not the age it's the 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 vitality and the willingness to be able to fight for what you believe in and not kind of sit back and let things happen and be proactive about a lot of the stuff that's going on so absolutely um yeah do you have give me yeah i was gonna say we we've been directing this conversation um what have we left out? What what is a what are other pieces of what you're trying to run on your platform that you want to talk about? And, uh, we will give you the floor, sir. <laughs> I, I was wanna... gonna, I was going to ask Harrison to ask him what he wants to know about you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go reverse yeah, interview. I, I don't think I, that's not productive. <laughs> <laughs> I love how often your headphones fall. I know I'm worried about your headset. <laughs> they usually, oh, dude, they're already broken. They usually don't fall off this much. You have like a slick head today. <laughs> wow, I can't wash myself in the animus. That's what she so said. I'm a little greasy. <laughs> hey, there's the Harrison we know. <laughs> That's our Harrison. I was always there. You just have to get out. I know, I know. I know. Uh, okay, one of the things that you know, I, I want to, you know. Go back on, on on housing just a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mentioned how we don't have a lot of space left in in Durango to to develop, uh, but we have a huge opportunity. And um, I, I don't know, are you both familiar with the word infill? Infill. Infill. No. So it's it's a it's a term that's used pretty widely in the housing sphere, and and what it means is using using what we have already in terms of like. Um, annexed 
um, has uh, access to basic utilities, um, and using that to develop. And mm. one of the ways we can do that is through accessory dwelling units. Um, okay. So access, we have this law right now in Durango with accessory dwelling units that um, only certain neighborhoods in the city of Durango are allowed to build accessory dwelling mm. units, and there's a lot size requirement. Um, accessory dwelling units are an incredible path forward mm-hmm. to yes. building density and also, you know, building homes in in an area where we don't have to worry about putting in infrastructure. We already have it. What constitutes that? An accessory dwelling unit. What constitutes that? So that that means accessory dwelling unit is someone owns a home and they have to live in either one of the units. Um, and they build another unit on their property. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So, sort of like the bungee at my yeah, old yeah, place. Yeah. Do you get, ADU. Su- yeah. Is that subsidized? Uh, not now. N- not now. But it but should be. I think that... And highly regulated. Yes. Oh. It's highly regulated right now. And okay. And not subsidized. And To the point where you don't want to do one if you're a homeowner. I mean... Or you just the, can't. You just can. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, shit, Bobby. What else about the? Excess- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sorry, are you? <laughs> Bobby uh, yeah. Noise, 2026. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I didn't know you knew. I, I, yeah. I don't have any idea about this as like an outlier. Yeah. Conversation. So it's very, it's interesting. You know, you kind of look at what neighborhoods right now currently are allowed to build accessory dwelling units, and and it's the neighborhoods that are. Um, you know, quote unquote, poorer in Durango. Are there poor uh, neighborhoods? Well, you, you can look at like the south side of sure. of um, the grid, and oh, you mean like eighth and eighth, yeah. that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. you know, people who live in those areas will call that like the the mm-hmm. poorer neighborhood. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's go with that. They're allowed to have as many accessory dwelling units as they want. Oh and, shit! And there's yeah. really no regulation there. But then you you know you go further, and there's all this regulation because a lot of it is you know like changing. People are scared of changing character. Like across college, stuff. across is college. what you mean. Yes. 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 The grid, grid. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know, I've talked to a lot of people who who say, you know, just remove what neighborhoods are restricted. And maybe keep a lot size requirement. I mean, we don't want a lot size that's two thousand square feet to have an accessory dwelling unit because that's not that's not productive That'd be for anyone. As shit. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, there's 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 lot sizes of you know of seven thousand square yeah. feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, all over the place, right, Bobby? How many mm-hmm. places yeah. you oh, know yeah. that are like fifteen thousand? There's just sure. dirt. Yes. Right. Yes. And we have to utilize the space and the infrastructure that we have. Mm. And also through that, you know, incentivize and subsidize um, homeowners to to build these things. Um, Not only is it beneficial to our density and inventory, um, but it could be extremely beneficial to new homeowners or homeowners who who want to, uh, you know, kind of alleviate some of that that stress from their mortgage. Offset their mortgage a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the rules we have right now is that you have to, you have to live in either or unit. Right. Um, and uh, you know, I have to be honest, I'm actually kind of in favor of that because I think it, I think it restricts some outside companies coming in, buying houses. You're talking about Texans. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, granted, I'm from California. <laughs> That's a foreign number two. Yeah. But yeah. let's be honest. But, uh, you know, I think that there is importance of, of, of you know, maintaining that that connectivity to the home. Right. Agreed. With, with having yeah. a homeowner living in either. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Otherwise, yeah. you'd have large uh, real estate companies coming in and just gobbling of everything. Mm-hmm. It limits that for yeah. sure. And then one other thing in the housing sphere I want to talk about is our, um, there's this term inclusionary zoning, which really just boils down to how we can, can you get that train to shut the fuck up? Yeah, shut be, up train. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause then you got my vote. Sorry. What are we doing about the train? No, it's like every old man yelling at clouds conversation. <laughs> this fucking train. Um, so sorry. No, it's okay. Please. <laughs> Thank Please. you for pointing that out. <laughs> Because you can definitely so hear loud. the recording. That was a question I was asked. Really? <laughs> On the campaign. Can we stop the... Con- yeah, can, can you we- make the train stop being so loud? Stop the whistle. Stop the whistle. Yeah, that, like, yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm fucking on it. <laughs> yeah. I wish they just put like a little thing, like when you hit your horn, it's like... It does like, you know, you could change the song. If Durango has a sacred cow... It is that. It is the train. It oh, is the golden is. calf. Yes. 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 Um, I'm sorry. Please. No, it's okay. I digress. Inclusionary zoning, which in in our terms. That means... sounds weird, by the way. <laughs> okay. It does. Okay. Um, that means the it's a fair share program. And so in 20, 2009, the city of Durango adopted a fair share program, which is this program where with every development, the developer has the choice to build 16% of their units as affordable units. Okay. Or pay a fee in lieu. Um, when it was adopted in 2009, I'm sure those numbers and the calculation of made that sense. fee in lieu made sense. We're in What's top the crisis. fee? <laughs> well, for example, there's a development going out in um, on Rosemary Lane, so on 160. Uh, it's about an $8 million development. Okay. They paid $150,000. This is what I'm talking about. That's yeah. For them, it's the price of doing business. Right. Right? And so, you know, there's not really much of an incentive to no. to these developers to build that. And right. so we have to reorganize and, re- and figure out that fair yeah. share program. And, you know, I don't know what that looks like because you have to walk a fine line. You don't want, sure. to, you don't you don't want, want to halt to, development. No, and you don't want yeah. to scare off developers. Yes. I, I get that. Yeah. But there's got to be some... Push and pull there, right? Well, yeah, and and you and know, let's face it, that becomes a a NIMBY issue. Oh, yeah, yes, totally. Yes, that's a complete NIMBY thing. Hundred percent, yeah. dude. Hundred percent, which is unfortunate. So there's there's a huge opportunity in terms of infill and ADUs, and you know, redeveloping and looking at our um, fair share program in terms of you yeah. know, excelling towards. I love that increased density and inventory. And I housing. like it. Yeah. Just make it happen, Harrison. Stop <laughs> stop talking about it. You I know, know what I mean? Sorry. <laughs> Just fucking do it, dude. Yes. Um yeah, I'm sure what 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 time do we get him at? Oh, we're right about an hour. This is perfect. Son of wow, a bitch. Really? Yeah, we killed it. See? Effortless, right? Know. You know this happened. So congratulations, Dave Woodworth. We were both uh endorsed by the Durango Herald. Which I is- saw hey! that. Yes. Yes. 
Hey. And I, I did read that you guys are both uh, fundraising very is going very well. Yeah, fundraising is going wonderful. Hell yeah, and, dude! So we locked on onto note. the right candidates. Yeah, yeah, yes. On that note, before we let you go, I wanted you to. Um, uh, how do we reach out? What is your website? How do we donate? I mean, Absolutely. we want to support your. What's cause. your TikTok? <laughs> There is a TikTok. I don't I'm even know what it is. Why did I know? Uh, but the the website is HarrisonFordDurango.com, and you can find all the links that you need for everything on there, donating, um, cool. social media, and, and so forth. And Donate platform. to this young man. He's younger than Bobby and I and is uh, a probably lot. a better person <laughs> based on no. what I know about you. I don't yeah. even know need to know anything about you. I know. Um, I know Bobby, and I can guarantee you you've done more for the community than him and i combined have ever done um i'm a questionable character (laughs) (laughs) or you're a character of questionable morals or any you want to sludge the fudge on that one um harrison's a great man he's no longer a boy he's ready for the big leagues ready for the big leagues uh last time we had him on i think he was you know this whelp Getting your feet wet. Yeah. He's getting yeah. his feet wet. Absolutely. He was just a babe in the woods. No. It's, and now he's a, a buck. It, it is. A, it's wonderful to have you on. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the conversation. I'm voting for you. I, I mean, am. that's unabashedly. I don't give a shit. I already Wait. have my ballot checked. No, I do. Oh. And I have it stuffed. It's yeah. Woody and Harrison, obviously. Come on. No. That's yeah. not a. Thank that's you. we are playing favorites. <laughs> that's not conjecture. No, right. we're here to play favorites. We have yeah. a platform to. Oh play yeah, there's favorites. no fairness doctrine. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I mean, right. this isn't Hannity where we're. F- <laughs> this isn't Tucker Carlson where we're fair and balanced. Um, um, one more time before we kick out, HarrisonFordDurango.com. There is a donate button. Use it. Let's get this guy some money. We're going to make this final push. And uh, thank you so much, buddy. Last thank switch you. up. If you would have put Harrison Ford Durango, <laughs> you might have get a lot more Oh, by the way, that's donations. number four, correct? <laughs> no, it is. the. It's, oh, Harrison Ford Durango. Yeah, Let's yeah. make that really So quick. it actually does look like Harrison Ford. Yes! Durango. <laughs> Great. That's Holy a fucking coup right genius. there. Genius. He yeah. just reworked the system, bro. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what can I, I say? Know. He out matrix the matrix. <laughs> right. It's amazing. It's so good to Dude, thank you, man. Me. Great no, to see you, you so and much. best you of both. luck. And we can't wait to see uh, you on the city council. I'm very excited. Thank you. Hell Absolutely. yeah. And we're going to go take a break. Yep. Whiskey Reelers. Hey guys, we're back. We're back. It happens. Yeah, that's cool. Harrison was awesome. Harrison was awesome. Um, and again, he dressed in a suit. He was in a suit. He I'm showed just, up. I just want to throw that out there. Dude, guy came Very to the whiskey reel in a suit. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It's cute. Dude, it's fucking the guy's adorable. business. No, very business, very he had smart. Notes. And he had uh, charts. We graphs. all know. We all know who's winning this election. We all know who's winning. Come Y'all on. know. Y'all and know. if you're not, hey, shameless plug, Bobby, tell them who to vote for. Vote for Dave and Harrison. These That's are our it. people. That's it. We're not going to steer you wrong. Young blood, new 
progressive this is not thinking. anything pejorative about the other candidates i'm sure they are lovely trash garbage people <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, we're stupid people. These are people. awful, horrible we're people. St- we're no. stupid people. You know this. Yeah, one of them hates babies. <laughs> yeah, the other one? Wants to outlaw puppies. The, the other one? Eugenics. Hates Jews. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say it. Um, obviously, no. we're stupid people that say stupid stuff. We are voting. Bobby and I are voting and already have our ballots cast. Four, Dave Woodruff, Harrison Went. You're not going to go wrong. Two young, pro- progressive gentlemen, not from a liberal or conservative no, standpoint. No, just, just forward thinking about our Progressive, dude. Yeah. Thinking about what we need as a community to get better. That's all I'll say. They're great people. I mean, what we've heard from those two candidates is workers, transportation, Housing, I, uh, everything that actually matters to that's this it. community right now. These two men—that's all are, they're focused on. They're fo- they're locking in now, on these issues. Granted, they're making a quarter million dollars a year as city council people. Oh, because God be, knows it's going to be amazing. It's they make a ton of scratch. Yeah, they're going Bobert territory. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Dave's going to reopen shooters. Oh yeah. That's his right? first on his agenda. He wants a La Plata County version of Shooters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we want to know what you think about our candidates in this upcoming election. Yeah. And for all of you guys outside of the Durango area that have just been listening to our inside baseball. Um, we're it's pretty, important to us. We're, we're pretty much done with that part of our situation yeah, we got for this election cycle. And, uh, we got all that stuff. I think these issues apply to just about anywhere in the United States of America. Agreed. These are all issues everywhere. Any Everything town, that we've talked about. Any town USA yeah. has the same issues. There's not enough workers. Why is that? There's not enough affordable housing. Why is, Why that? is that? There's it's, not enough transportation. These are universal issues, and we want to know what you think. If you want to reach out to us, you know how to do it. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Corruption. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Send us a text. Leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear your feedback on this. I almost had him. Almost. Almost. Whiskeyrillagmail.com. You're not going to use that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> our Tic Tac handle. So we push back our drinking portion of the podcast yeah. because we want to give uh, special importance to our very special guest. Aaron, you brought a bottle of wine for us to enjoy. And Boy, I got to tell you I. something, buddy. It's good, right? This is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, dude, yeah this, you found it. You this, found a sweet spot. I on did. Old Bobby. Um, I know where your itch is scratched. Oh, buddy. Sir. Oh, yeah. Um, my it, leg is shaking. I'm, I know. I'm very good at recognizing what people enjoy drinking. Mm. It's a gift. You can call it what it is. But what I will say is there is a uh, producer called Bonnie Dune. A lot of people know Bonnie Dune. They're ubiquitous and famous within California. This is all Central Coast grape. This is a wine that I never even heard about until I was uh, the wine buyer for seasons in Durango. Great wine cellar. 
I was fortunate enough to get trained and learn how to buy wine from Karen Barger, who still owns it. She's an awesome lady and gave me control of her wine list, which is bananas. And uh, this is one little devious wine that I, I found throughout my years of doing that. It's Bonnie Dune. It's called Le Cigar Volant. There's a story. It's the Cigar Volant is a UFO. There's a famous story in the central coast, uh, coast of California that is there was a cigar-shaped UFO that went over a vineyard. And um, they spun this. If you notice, Bobby, UFO on the label. Oh, yeah. I saw that. UFO on the UPC, on the P, UPC yep. code. Um, it even has, like, strange lights in the sky. Like, that's kind of their thing. Now, what they really are by virtue of the juice, is um, a California version of a Chateau Neuf de Pop, CDP. You don't need to know anything about that. That's fine. It has four different grapes in it. A couple you may know, a couple you may not. It's Grenache, Syrah, Senso, and Petit Syrah, which is a kind of a derivation of what a Chateau Neuf does. Doesn't matter. None of what I said matters. It's Bonnie Dune. It's the UFO wine. That's all you need to know. If you go into any place and ask for the Bonnie Dune UFO wine, that's all they need to know. Now, we went to the wagoniest of wheels and saw this bottle. I'm not kidding you. I brought this bottle up and I said, Scotty, who's one of the buyers over there, who is a dear, dear friend and a incredibly knowledgeable wine guy has this for under $15 a bottle. Jesus Christ. It's not fair. No, it's not fair. fair. This should be a $25 bottle out the box without knowing how much you paid for it. I would pay $35 for this bottle. I'm just saying it is balanced. Fucking delicious. It's, it's not going to be for everybody per se. Ooh, but if you enjoy but, wine, but who, even an infinitesimal, who doesn't want this in their face <laughs> immediately. It is so dude. good. It's so balanced, yummy. Oh. The Grenache Syrah, big, 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 giant fruit mussels. This and so adds acid and, yep. and bone. And the Petit Syrah is just a little go fuck yourself for fun because that's all just big jammy, jammy. nonsense yeah. anyway. But. They managed to subdue all of this and make it such a beautiful, balanced, light, believe it or not, with all those grapes, Grenache Syrah, Petite Syrah. This is balanced and light and roasty and beautiful. The acid is on point. It's 14-4, so it has all the spine you ever want to hold yep. up all those big fruits. It's toasty. It's just fun as shit. And uh, for under 15 bucks, if you guys like wine and like good red blends, and look, you can still buy America. You don't even have to go to France. You don't have to go to anywhere in the world. You can still buy Murica and drink French-inspired wine. Le Cigar Volant or just the UFO wine from Bonnie Dune. What do you think Under about 15 bucks. What do you think about pairing this with something like lamb? Lamb, gaminess of lamb. The, when you talk about a CDP, a Chateau Neuf, um, 
obviously lamb not braised per se no but like if you're doing like lollipops mid-rare type shit i was about to say absolutely little choppies but this but this holds up with i could do i can do i could a, do a filet with this i, I could, could do, do a red gravy i can do a oh. red pasta sauce with this with like some rav very nice i can do um there's a if you have some sort of acidic element in your food by virtue of like blood uh wine marinara tomatoes this is Vinegar. going to sing yeah. yeah with with uh kind of a relating companion that's acidic it's going to be beautiful this isn't necessarily like sh- um charcuterie wine per se nope. um this but again any wine that i can drink before the meal during the meal and after the meal sign me up as long as Wagon Wheel's selling this at under 15 bucks, It's a big buy. Go get a few. Big buy. Trust me. Hey, so in lieu, I just this just popped into my head. Yeah. In lieu of any sort of um, clutching of pearls. Yeah. We, on the Whiskey Reel, months ago, almost a year ago, watched... Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> and we've talked about this, obviously, ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. On the, do we feel the need to take a little victory lap? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure a year ago Called I it. said on this program, it's going to win every acting award. It's going to – and – It was my best of from jump. It was – I think it was both of our best ofs from of the jump. year. From jump. And I was – I think the first to say that Key was going to win Best Supporting Actor. Yep, you did. That he was fucking phenomenal and in I, that movie. And I said Homegirl is going to win oh. Best Supporting. Uh, although I think... From Jump. I think we thought that the daughter was probably going to win Best Supporting Actress. Right. Rather than Jamie Lee. Right, right, right. Which, whatever. It was I'll, one or the other. Michelle Yao got her fucking flowers. <sighs> the The movie got its flowers. It was that good. I think there was no misunderstanding for the last year what Bobby and I thought about this movie in general. I will say Bobby thought Maverick could win, but that's fine. I never said that. But that's fine. I never said that. Um, he whiffed on that. <laughs> but you. I never said that. That is untrue, sir. He's such a, um, he's such a cruise shell. Did you actually that. watch the ceremony? Did you watch the... No, the, the, I, don't, I, I don't I didn't care. think you did. I don't like it. Um, it was actually... I'm sure it was sweet. I don't watch the Oscars that much anymore. I did see him hug Harrison Ford. That... There were so many lovely and touching moments in this broadcast. Yeah. Um, as opposed to last year's complete weird shit Fuckery. show which i didn't watch at all I, I, I just it's not my deal i was very interested this year just because of this film i, I leave mean, it to sean mo you know yeah. to watch all I do the too. special moments i do too and yeah. but this year i was so invested in this movie i was so touched and affected by was, this movie it was that i sat through the whole thing and it was fucking great man like brendan fraser winning uh, uh best actor was Unexpected for me. I didn't. Think Which he was everybody win it. five years ago, if you said Brendan Fraser, was are you kidding me? No, I mean Ooh, dude Tarzan, was, dude, was the Tarzan dumb. guy. Yeah, George of the Jungle. Yeah, Tarzan guy. Yeah, you mean Encino Man? 
Modern that Mystery. guy. Yeah. No, that guy. Yeah. And he's he was in that movie best too. Best actor. Best actor. Okay. And um, that movie, by the way, well, the well. If you haven't seen it, is I haven't seen it. A grind. I don't want to see it. It's because I know what it's gonna. It's be. It's a gorgeous performance. I'm sure it is. It ends exactly how you think it's going I to. I don't want to see that. It, it's a wonderful performance, and, and I'm sure he was great. I was rooting for Colin Farrell for. I was rooting um, for cholesterol. I'd be a, <laughs> exactly. You want cholesterol? Spoiler alert! <laughs> cholesterol one. No banshees. Um, banshees of we were, I thought. I thought. Um, what's his name? Uh, oh, uh, Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson would win. Yeah, I um, did. He was fucking. See, and awesome. I thought. I thought he was going to win. I mean, ah, he was awesome. They were but, both awesome. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Both movies are still great. Oh, they Go brought watch the, them both. They brought the fucking donkey out on stage. The donkey. The donkey. The donkey. Um, which I thought was a really, really special That's moment. rad. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's acceptance speech was one of the greatest things that I think I've ever seen. Hyper viral? What hyper did she say? I haven't viral. watched it. Um, she, had, she was very well prepared. And her thing was like, this is not about me. This is about us. And just so you guys know, we won an Oscar. And one of the hmm. shout outs that she gave was to genre fans. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is associated to she's horror She's a horror bitch. She's fucking Laurie Stroud. That's what's up. And she's like, for 40 years. Nobody fucking. Genre fans. Yep. And she's like, guess what, guys? We won an we Oscar. We won an Oscar. And That's I'm not going to lie, man. You cried, didn't that you? That shit landed, You're such bro. a bitch. That shit landed. I love you so much. Oh, I bitch out so hard. Dude, I, like, oh, I will yeah. say that character and what she was willing to do and take they made her maybe one of the most disgusting things yeah. to ever watch. But complicated. Well, yeah, but just she comes off as a villain, but then she, we get the alternative version of her character being of, a lover. Yeah, it, okay. It was hyper complicated, but I'm going to give beautiful. that more to the writers and the director than 100%. I did her. Hundred percent. They gave her gold, and I, but I, I will say as an actor. She fucking went for it, dude. Went for it. Like, went there's for it. there's really complicated roles people can get, and yeah, you're written into gold, right? She took what she had and turned it into a fucking nightmare, dude. Yeah, she was brilliant. It was a that, tour de force. God damn, she was good in that. And I'm glad everything got everything. You know I am what I too. Mean? They everything um, bageled the shit out of that. And we are huge. The last thing I guess we could say is we are obviously huge A24 studio fans, if not yeah. stands. They Pretty won, stanny. They won every major category. Gee, I wonder why. Every. So you major mean category. major movie houses don't? So. Everyone that wants to say that the Oscars are fixed and it's all political, Dude, it's all this and that. They had the most... No, the most artsy-fartsy, nobody watches fucking... The biggest theater dork, movie dork, fucking... Oh, they're just doing it... Masturbatory directing. No. They want everything. They want and, and not everything. That that's the end-all, be-all. There's a lot of great movies that have never won an award. But it's recognition... Of fucking nerd life, dude. It like, is. It's nerd life. Dude. You could argue that A24 had more shit left off this year. Dog. I mean, Mia Goth in two films, X and fucking Pearl, was 
probably should have been nominated for something. Kind of grossly amazing. Uh, amazing. Uh, she was amazing. You want to hear me go on about Hereditary again? You know, uh, pff, come on. <laughs> no, I think we've said that before. Tony Collette should have won easily for it was, Hereditary. Which it wasn't was even f- close. Six years ago? wasn't even close. Was that about six years so ago? So they're leaving A24 off because they have to. Otherwise, they would do what they did this year. They can't be which ignored. Which is run the game. Dude. They can't be ignored They're anymore. running game now. They are running so, the game. So good luck to everybody else trying to do big blockbuster bullshit. So every I'm, time... I know Avatar 2 made $500 billion or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Every time you ne'er-do-wells want to complain and piss and moan because everything is a remake... Or everything is a comic movie, or everything is this, that. You're not watching A24 movies. You're not watching that studio. Because that studio is bringing the fresh shit. Fucking heat, bro. Heat. Suck it. Heat. Suck it, non-nerds. Happy hot day fingers. Hot dog fingers. <laughs> Happy hot dog fingers day. Dude. <laughs> and... <laughs> 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 <laughs>